coming up on the Tuesday show. Which is best? Top Gun. Roger Moore. Hercule Poirot. Has anyone made a find out? Fuck! <laughs> I'm talking out my backside. Breastfeeding in public. Yeah, absolutely. James Mason. James Mason. What the shit is a microaggression? For fuck's sake. <laughs> Just eat the beef. Welcome to the Tuesday Show with CJ and Ted. <laughs> Um, I kind of like to wing it fly by the seat of my pants you know well indeed and that just shows why the content of the show is what it is because we're both just winging it (laughs) oh right okay I thought you were just blaming that entirely on me there (laughs) no not entirely on you no I'm much (laughs) much the same although I did write a note in the the show notes yeah um, and that was something about uh, James Bond yeah James Bond which is best which is best is anyone way to find out? Fuck! <laughs> Remember that show? What was yeah, that? I do. Harry, was Harry Hills, Harry Hills. TV burp, was it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That would that be a great epic, show, man. That would be an epic fight, though, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. It was like, right, okay, get all the bonds together, and let's see who who makes it out alive. Yeah. Who would your money be on? <sighs> I couldn't tell you, only because I'm not a James Bond fan. Really? Um... I'm really not. And I think a lot of that stems from uh, when I was a kid. My, I mean, my nan loved James Bond. I think she she was a big fan of the books and enjoyed the movies as well. Um, so it was more or less kind of all we watched at the weekends. Mm-hmm. I say all we watched, but, you know, a regular basis, we were watching James Bond movies. Um, and they just weren't really for me. Um, love the music in them, love the title sequences and what have you, but as... as you know, as spy movies go, not really for me. I just thought it was kind of a classic uh, Christmas thing to have a, a several uh, Bond films on. Actually, yeah, I kind of vaguely remember that. Yeah, mm. when, when back back when I had terrestrial and or cable TV, I yeah. vaguely remember Bond films being on. Back in the day, when you used to watch what was on, <laughs> yeah, when you didn't get a yeah. choice, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had four channels, and that was it. I think if I had to pick, if I had to pick one, it'd probably be Sean Connery, but that's because. Sean Connery is awesome. Yeah, I agree. In, in everything I've ever seen him in, he's just been amazing. Yeah. Um, tenish. I, I can't think of a single... Yeah, Tenish. Tenish. Can't think of a single <laughs> film that I've seen him in that I didn't enjoy. Yeah. You know, The Rock, what a classic film. Uh, Crimson Tide. No, Hunt for Red October, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Hunt, Hunt for Red October, um, when he, he mispronounces adversary. Uh, he, he says He says adversary. <laughs> we have a new adversary. Um, uh, yeah, I can't think of a single Sean Connery movie that I've seen that I don't like, except for perhaps James Bond. And I think it's, it's not that I don't like them, they're just not for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to go out of my way to find them. No. Um, but when I have watched them, yeah, they're okay, they're well-made films, uh, you know, I enjoy them, but not really my jam. Yeah. So yeah, there you go, Sean Connery. That's fair enough. Solved. Yeah. What about you? Um, I don't know. Probably, probably Sean Connery because he's very possibly the coolest of them all. Hundred um, percent. Although Roger Moore, Roger okay. Moore was my my sort of era um, for for Bond. He also did the most. He did. He did indeed. Yes, he did. So um, yeah, I think if somebody says James Bond, my first thought is um, is. Um, um, Roger Moore. Yeah, I mean, I've just proved it. It isn't. I've just said Sean Connery. 
Maybe my first thought is Sean Connery. Yeah. Well, that's... So mine, mine will always be Sean Connery. my own argument there. <laughs> Torpedoed. <laughs> Torpedo. Ah, Commander Bond. Uh, <laughs> Amish Moneypenny. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I'm just looking at other people that have played Bond. There is only five, isn't there? Uh, I think so. Sean Connery, Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, Pierce Brosnan, and Daniel Craig. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, uh, uh, George, uh, George Lazenby. Oh, George Lazenby. Do, do, does anyone count that one, though? It was like one film. Mm. Was it Casino Royale? Um, it, no. No. Um, it was, um, was it? No. I think it was. No. I think it was. Hang on. I'm just checking. I'm checking. I'm fact-checking. Uh, fact-checking on Googly. Whilst you're doing that, I I, know, I saw something uh, posted. On, a, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Sorry. Was it? Yeah. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, Her Majesty's Secret Service, 1969. Right. I saw something posted on, on Twitter, I think it was, um, just pointing out that um, all the Bonds have done a different number of Bond films. Okay. No Bond has done the same number of Bond films as the other. Cool. Good, good, good. Nugget of knowledge there, yeah. I think, yeah. I don't know whether it would be particularly useful knowledge, but <laughs> might be useful in a pub quiz, especially if you know how many each one has done. Yeah, that's what we should do. We should do a, a, a Tuesday show, Tuesday night pub quiz. I'm very, very bad at um, uh, what do you call it? Um, pub quizzes. What pub quizzes? Pub, pub um, quizzes. Well, I was going to say of um, in general knowledge, general knowledge, and retaining uh, retaining information. That's okay. I'm great at retaining useless information. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, Is that, that's, um, that's, that's your nerdy side coming out. Hundred percent. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. So uh, yeah, George Lazenby did um, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. So there you go. Yeah, the original Casino Royale. It actually said was um, oh, lost the name now. What's his name? Played Poirot. Uh, oh, I can't remember his frickin'. So I've literally just closed it now and I've lost the thing. Poirot. Yeah, he played Poirot. Hercule. Hercule mm. Poirot. Well, who who played James yeah. Bond? Yeah. Um, no, scratch that. I'm talking out my backside. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Hundred percent. I'm hundred percent talking out my ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it says a Casino Royale, 1967, um, starring Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers is who I was thinking of. So Peter Ustinov was who I was thinking of with Hercule Hercule Poirot. Ah, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wrong Peter. Yeah, it's right because it says Peter Sellers, and the next name is Ursula Andress. Right. Well, I just saw P and U and then put the two together and right, okay. made uh, Peter Euston off. Yeah. Um, no, I Peter was just Sellers. about to say, you don't, you don't hear much of Peter Sellers these days, but of course, I, obviously he's dead, but... I was going to say, is that because he's yeah. dead? Um, <laughs> but, the, but there are a lot of films. You just don't... You, things just don't seem to be... Um, don't seem to pop up very often. No. I mean, you say Peter Sellers to me and I just immediately think the Pink Panther. Yeah. It's just my first thought, and probably the only series of films I could name that he was in, mm. um, or the only films that I could name that he was in, yeah. apart from now, because you know what, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. There are lots of great films that uh, he was in, uh, along with many other people that sort of crop up from time to time. Was he in Was he in one of our dinosaurs is missing, or am I now back to Peter Ustinov? I, I, I have no idea whatsoever. Again, it's another film that we used to watch when I was a kid living in London. Mm-hmm. Um, here we go, Peter Sellers, IMDb. Uh, quite a good film, I guess. Quite funny. Mm-hmm. Um, basically about some someone stealing 
someone's seen some diamonds or jewels or something valuable, hiding them in the Natural History Museum inside a dinosaur, and then they steal the dinosaur on the back of a truck right. and run around okay. London. Uh, yeah. Yeah, quite a good, uh, that, an that, interesting that story. Like I think. a seller sort of thing. There were quite a few um, uh, Ealing comedies that were like that, all keeper mm. films. Uh, he was in a lot of those. Yeah. Oh, um, Dr. Strangelove. Mm, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's group captain Lionel something. Lionel Rich T. Lionel Rich T. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Is it me you're looking for? Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, group captain Lionel Mandrake in Dr. Strangelove. Yeah. I don't think I've okay. ever seen it. Okay. Um, of course, a shot in the dark. Like I say, the Pink Panther series, I could easily rattle off for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of the, there's, there's, a, there's a prison one that... Um, two-way stretch. Two-way stretch? Uh, yeah, I saw something about two-way stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two do, character called Dodger Lane, 1960, two-way mm-hmm. stretch. Mm-hmm. Again, never seen it. Yeah. Um, we've got... I just saw the James Bond one as well. Here we go. Casino Royale, 1967, as Evelyn Tremble. I don't know who that is. Um, David Niven was in that, wasn't he? I'll say that's David Niven, as yeah. as in as it says here, Sir James Bond. Mm. <laughs> mm. Sir James Bond. Was he ever knighted? I don't know. Or of it? Well, obviously he was. Oh, should have been, yeah. yeah. Um, Revenge of the Pink Panther, 78... His last film, The Fiendish Plot of Dr. Fu Manchu, in 1980. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. Mm. That's a positive history of Peter Sellers. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so apart, I, I don't, can't say I've ever seen any of the other films that he's been in, apart from the Pink Panther series and mm. probably Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. Um, CJ, what is your, your favourite film? Top Gun. Oh. I'm pretty sure you've asked me that before, and I've said exactly the same thing. Oh. Top Gun, yeah. I I have kind of a rolling top ten of movies, mm-hmm. or films, if you like. Um, top Gun is just, it always sits at the top. Uh, what's your favourite film? And I'm pretty sure you, I've asked you this. I don't remember what your answer was. Uh, you probably have. Uh, the, the answer that I probably gave was... Um, it's a Wonderful Life. No. Oh, no, that's, your no, favorite that's Christmas a Christmas film, film yeah. Um, my favourite film would be uh, The Italian Job. Okay, the original I assume yes, with yes, uh, yes. with old Michael Caine. Yep, um, and you're supposed to blow the bloody doors off. Only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good uh, film. I haven't seen that for a very long time, but I remember enjoying it quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, it's good. It's a good one. Yeah, much better than the, uh, the crappy remake that was made. Mm. What? God, that's got to be twenty years ago now, if not more. Uh, probably close to it. Uh, yeah. but the thing with most remakes are is that the, they are crappy and they, they yeah. really need to be remade. Yes, two thousand three, the uh, right. remake came out. The Italian Job, starring Italian, yeah. Mark Wahlberg and Donald Sutherland, Edward Norton, Charlize mm-hmm. Theron, Seth Green, Jason Statham. Loads of name, loads of names in there. Yeah, yeah, loads yeah, of names. Yeah. I think the most important thing with the remakes is that you make a remake so that they can throw in some extra um, strong female characters. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Because there's never been female characters or strong female leads in films ever before. Never. Never. Never been seen. This is the thing, though. Their idea now of a strong female character is somebody can go and kick ass. 
Yeah, yeah. And I'm so not all. I'm not down with that. Yeah, strong female characters. You know about you know ways about you know two and a half stone, but can knock out <laughs> um, you know Andre five ninjas or something like that. You know. <laughs> they remade um, what's it called Ghostbusters oh, with God. an old female Girlbusters. Yeah, girl, Girlbusters. Um, now I've not I've not seen it, but you know I. I <laughs> Like as, as a fan think. of Ghostbusters, um, I didn't enjoy it that much. I, I understood why it was made. Um, I don't think it needed to be made. It, it wasn't a requirement mm. to make that film. There was no calling to make a an all-girl Ghostbusters film. No. Um, yeah, they did it anyway. So, And that's cool. I, I don't have a massive issue with that. Um, it was an enjoyable film. My, my biggest issue is... Uh, Melissa McCarthy, one of the lead actors in it. Who's she? Everything I see her in, she always seems to just play the same character. Right. You know, the same mouthy, um, I don't want to say stupid, but almost that, that kind of, what's the word for it? Just just a bit of a ridiculous character. Yeah. If, if you can name one person that you know in real life that's like this person, um, you must be very unlucky. And it, it, that's, that's just how it comes across to me. I yeah. mean, yeah, I've, I've seen a couple of things with Melissa McCarthy and actually where I feel like she's done really well and, and the character is um, quite well developed and, and and what have you. But no, in that film, I just felt like, no, you, you're just pl- kind of playing the same character I've seen in every other film I've seen you in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you look at the films of... Uh, Peter Sellers and um, things like the Carry On films and uh, all these the, the old um, uh, Ealing comedies. You yeah. look at the strong female characters that they actually had, such as uh, the ones played by Hattie Jakes. Mm-hmm. You look back to Hattie Jakes. What what's new? What's new about having female characters that uh, perhaps lead or control a story? And that are larger than life characters in more than one way. That's it. There's, there's nothing new about it. Um, and I guess, you know, kind of sticking with the, the carry on theme. Um, yeah, the, it was always when there's a call for it. Mm. You know, let, just talk, you know, think, I'm thinking a lot along the lines of like carry on matron and, you know, carry on doctor and all that, you know, where Hattie Jakes played like the senior female person in whatever situation they happened to be in or sort of scenario they were in, she played the the lead part of that gender. You yeah. Know. Yeah. Is that the right word now? Gender, sex, whatever. You know. Um yeah, she was always there as the lead female. Mm. Um yeah, nothing's really changed there, I don't think. Um and it's it's that when it I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying to tread carefully. I don't know. I don't know what's upset. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you where it's tra- where, where it's changed is that, um, as I say, female characters can't be um, just simply female characters in the way that they used to be, um, mm. with their own uh, their own ways of doing things or their own kind of um, things that relate might relate to their to their gender. They need to be the ones who are doing things that are. Uh, traditionally thought of as being male roles so they need mm. to be the one kicking ass they need to be the one you know um being the this i don't know the, the it 
person or <laughs> the IT you know person. the, the gun toting <laughs> one or, or whatever it may be and they they can't have you know having having a strong character you can have a strong character who's a mother can you think of you know mm. it, even people's own personal experience in a home a pretty strong character is a mother yeah um absolutely yeah yeah if you look at uh, another classic film which you may well not have seen um uh, which is um spring and port wine which is technically a play but it was on, on screen with james mason um okay uh, James Mason. James Mason. He played the... Uh, James played, Mason, yeah. James Mason. He played the... <laughs> <laughs> Classic Eddie is yeah. sketches there. <laughs> he played the... Um, played the... Uh, played, played the father. Um, but one of the... You know, the, the, one of the key uh, characters in that is, is the mother. Um, right. It just feels like in this day and age, there has to be this massive song and dance made about the strong female leads mm. and i don't understand why because mm. like you say they've always been there but maybe it's because they've just been kind of like the unsung heroes you know they haven't really had that big a deal made out of it and it's always been about like you say the the male leads or you know male actors doing male actor things and they're the ones that kind of get all the you know the kudos for it yeah so maybe now there has to be a bit of a song and dance made I don't really know. Like I say, for me personally, I don't feel like it's necessary. I don't feel like it's necessary either. And I'll make one concession in that, and it you know it could be possibly picked up by somebody who thinks differently to me, who's just listened to me talk about spring and mm. port wine. Um, I am. It's not like I'm unaware of the fact that I can name James Mason, but not name the actress, mm. the actor. <laughs> uh who played the uh, who played the wife um yeah yes that's that's i'm but that's the, not escaped me having said that but my question is in that situation who was the lead character the father or the uh, wife i'd say the lead character is probably the father there you go um but but then even if the the lead character was really uh the mother um, which you know you could say it was in in many ways. The father was played by James Mason, who is one of the you know best known oh, yeah. <laughs> actors of, uh, of all time. I think if he was playing alongside um, Marilyn Monroe, people would say, "Oh yeah, Springport Wine with Marilyn Monroe and and the, mm. and the guy you know from all the films." Yeah, and that's the thing. So yeah, you, know, you put Marilyn Monroe into a film they suddenly become the, the lead character mm -hmm. that's the name that everybody knows screw everybody else yeah but i find that uh, i think I, things seem to be made in such a way as to uh i don't know kind of get rid of those not like traditional roles but um things are being fudged so as to say okay it's the girl who's the kick-ass um mm. who you know goes around doing things that uh, no women, generally speaking, <laughs> uh, do on a regular basis. Um, yeah. Whereas the the men are the ones that uh, um, sit back and and um, and sort of take it or are stupid. Not quite as yeah. stupid as they are in adverts. Television, Explain, te okay, television adverts. If you ever watch mm. television adverts, the men are stupid. Oh, hundred percent. We're always going to be saying, "What? I don't understand." Well, I, I'm, I'm going to pay. I'm, I'm going to pay over the odds because I'm a fool. 
Uh, I'm going to pay more for my broadband. Um, I'm going to buy the wrong car. I'm going to be the one that, you know, can't work the TV. Um, Or, you know, lose the children or whatever it may be. the children um, <laughs> well you, you know you can imagine the sorts of scenarios yeah. that you get in, in in these adverts um but it's always the women that pick up the pieces um because yeah. they're good at they, they're good at everything they're good at fighting and and changing wheels and um <laughs> and being scientists and you know all, all that yeah. sort of fun stuff yeah all at the same time all, all while breastfeeding in public all <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, which is yeah. the only way the breastfeeding is allowed Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't mean, know how we got into breastfeeding from adverts. <laughs> I, I, I was watching a. I've caught a Maltesers advert or something, and it was basically two women sat at a bus stop. One of them was breastfeeding, um, while the other one had a bag of Maltesers and offered them one. Yeah, offered the the breastfeeding woman one. Um, and I, but I remember what I, I was kind of watching that, and I'm just like, why? Not why is it necessary, but why is it relevant? Mm. What relevance does that have? to the products that you're advertising, apart from the fact that maybe as a brand, you support women who want to breastfeed in public, mm. which I don't know, maybe it's for, for the modern generations. It's not that big a deal. Um, I don't know. Or maybe uh, it's just me. I, 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 I kind of look at it and I just think, why is that a big deal? Why is someone breastfeeding in public a big deal? Why is there so much kind of attention drawn to it? Why do people, why do people have a problem with it? What's the problem? I I, I think the problem. <laughs> I, I don't think there's that many people that do have a problem with it. And here's and here's my problem. So why is it in you know why is it kind of at the forefront of the public eye? Why does it? Why are people throwing it in my face that some people have a problem with people breastfeeding in public when there really actually isn't that much of a problem? It's just the you know the select few who have a problem. But it, uh, you know? yeah, and but, but this is but this is the thing with everything at the moment. There are so many things for which. Um, it would apparently be a problem, but it's actually not a big problem, and not many people exactly. have a problem. Most most people don't have a problem with uh, with what other people are doing. No, they really don't. They they don't no, just, they don't really just, give two hoots about like the next person, what they're doing, who they're doing it with, or you know no. what they're wearing or what they're doing or whatever it may be. They don't care. No, they, they they just go about their day and no. everyone's happy. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I think in many ways is a disappointment for the people doing whatever they want to do because actually um, what's more, what's better than doing what you want to do than highlighting the fact that you're doing what you're doing because you're, you've got people saying that you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you can follow that, then... I was going to say, I'm, I'm lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but I understand the general premise, the general point we're trying to make. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, the thing is, yeah. if you, you know, if you say, okay, we're going to have a, a mass breastfeeding event uh, in the yeah. in the local Costa, the purpose I'll of that... I'll be outside with my binoculars. Yeah, exactly. But no, the, the, <laughs> the purpose isn't to, to feed a lot of babies at the same time. The purpose of that is to get one person, just one person, somewhere in the, you know, the the... the bottom end of the of the comments or the tweets or somewhere somewhere there will be somebody who says a bit unnecessary isn't it so we can all you know hand ring and say oh this is terrible look at it you know what a a bigot you know this this is just a baby eating their dinner (laughs) but isn't that what 
um, you know, the media in general go for. They they just find stories where there are no stories and bring it to the public attention to make it a story. Yeah. Uh, and that's then what people talk about. And then you suddenly realize that actually most people don't have a problem with what they're reporting. Yeah. Um, and they should actually leave it alone. Well, that's, the me- that's what the media do all the time, don't they? They say, well, yeah. oh, look, you know, somebody said something, something offensive. Isn't this offensive? This is what they said. Well, if it's so bloody offensive, don't repeat <laughs> stop it. Stop saying it. Yeah, stop saying it. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened to sticks and stones? Eh? What happened to sticks I, and stones? I, I think we're a long way away from that. Yeah. No, I think there's a. I, I think in actual fact we've we've gone into a reverse situation where um, words are described as violence, but sure. microaggressions. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What the shit is a microaggression? For fuck's sake! <laughs> um, I would. I, do you know what? I I think. Um, I think asking what a microaggression is could. Um, is, a, is a microaggression described as a microaggression? Yeah, it's like I mean, I, I get again that it's not everyone that does this, and it is only a very small, select few of people. So a very select few people who say this, but it's like when people don't want you to clap, they say, "Oh, clapping is a microaggression." It's not. It's <laughs> it's clapping. <laughs> Behave yourself. Yeah. Oh, no, it's a micro. It's a microaggression. So we're going to click instead. Well, what difference does that make? That's that's a microaggression. Exactly. I mean, Surely that's a microaggression too. And you're like, well, because again, you, you, we're back to this. You're clicking. I know that you're doing that as a replacement for clapping, so you might as well just clap. Good point. You know? Good point. You can't substitute something and expect everyone to be okay with it. That's like saying, you know, well, I don't know, everything that we've just said, yeah. you know? Just, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I think of clicking is something very rude to do to a waiter. 100%. 100%. Therefore, it's, it's a microaggression. Like, I've got it now. I've got it. It's like saying that you, for whatever reason, you don't eat meat, but you will still want to taste meat, so you're going to have corn instead, or whatever the you know replacement flavour of the day is. Mm. You're going to have that instead. You might as well just eat the meat. You clearly enjoy the flavour, so just eat the damned meat. <laughs> All right, we are as human beings, we are designed to eat meat, so eat the meat. So the, straightforward enough. So the the vegan burger is in fact a microaggression. Uh, yes, that's that's what I'm where I'm going with this. The chicken Big Mac, I the think, latest incarnation from from McDonald's. The chicken Big Mac well, that's is a microaggression. Is it? <sighs> No, but it's a microaggression because you know you want a big you want you want a Big Mac, but you don't want it with beef, so you can have it with chicken instead. Just eat the beef because you clearly want a beef uh, a Big Mac. Yeah, just eat the beef. That was the Tuesday show. Get in touch with us. All the links are in the description. And until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.